Hey, Painless Podheads. It's Chris Hartwig from Painless Networking here for the first of four great chats coming out of the Northwestern University Masters in Sports Administration Facilities of the Future Symposium. Uh, It was a few weeks back, uh, middle of June, actually. Uh, Today, we're going to speak with Solly Fulp. He's the California-based Executive Vice President leading Learfield's Campus Plus Group. And then uh, three more episodes Rapid fire after that will show up in your feed. Uh, John Nemeth is the director of Sports America from the top sports facility designing uh, company, ACOM. And another is with Andy Totten, a VP at McHugh Construction. We led a ton of sports and event construction projects, including multiple United Center renovations, construction of the Bulls and Blackhawks practice facilities. And they're also handling the uh, hotel build going on right now at Navy Pier. And the fourth one is featuring a recent NU MSA grad, Jane Obringer, and current president of the MSA Leadership Council and current student, Julia Millen. So uh, stick around for these. Hope you take check them all out in your feed. Uh, just real quick, important heads up. I ask you to block Wednesday evening, September 5th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. That will be our next Painless Chicago get-together, Wednesday, September 5th, 5.30 to 7.30 p.m., hosted and presented by World Bicycle Relief in uh, what most of us already call the Google Building in Chicago's West Loop. Hope you can join us. We're going to do some networking with a purpose, and then we're going to have an awesome panel with uh, FK Day. He's a co-founder of SRAM and World Bicycle Relief. Shares his inspiring story of building SRAM and then doing good with World Bicycle Relief. He's going to be joined by my old friend, Carrie Pinkowski, the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Race Director. And we're going to all talk about building the marathon brand and building the SRAM brand, using both to do good. We got to talk to Carrie about that number and the millions of dollars that have been raised through the Chicago Marathon over the years. So find the link for tickets to uh, the event at painless.network on the Painless Network calendar. Grab a ticket today. They're 20 bucks. All the proceeds, though, are going to World Bicycle Relief. Uh, they're going to have a limited amount of space in their, in their offices. So make sure you grab your ticket now and uh, get some great networking, some inspiring conversations, and a, and a peek at the cool space at SRAM and WBR World from Painless Network Calendar, Painless.network, or WorldBicycleRelief.org. We'll also have some information. Head there now. All right, enough of me. Let's enjoy a few minutes with the terrific Solly Fulp. And welcome to today's conversation with Solly Fulp, who's an EVP. That's an executive vice president at Campus Plus with Learfield. He's in, uh, in Chicago today for the Northwestern MSA Symposium that, that uh, you heard a little bit about. And uh, we wanted to sit down just for a few minutes with Solly, get a little bit of his background and, and uh, advice and uh, wise, hopefully some wise words, right? <laughs> Welcome this morning, Solly from uh, California. And, Thank you, Chris. Uh, thanks for joining me for a few minutes. What I, I like to do first, give us a little bit that elevator pitch, 30 seconds, kind of of what your day-to-day role is. Sure. So I lead our Campus Plus division at Learfield, which is is fairly new. So I give the analogy that we're a startup within a very traditional multimedia rights space. And uh, the origination of Campus Plus came about with brands wanting deeper engagement on campus. Uh, So we have about 10,000 corporate relationships at 130 universities. And and with those uh, corporate relationships, we're getting more and more interest from um, 
from the brands and from the universities of saying, hey, what you're doing in football facilities and what you're doing in basketball facilities are great uh, and on the intercollegiate side. But we have interest on both sides of having deeper uh, partnership engagement with banks, financial services, um, communications, uh, insurance, uh, apparel, expanding our apparel agreements beyond just athletics. And so... uh, that is what our group does. Is we work with a select number of universities um, and a select number of brands to drive that deeper engagement. So it's a new school, I guess, if you will, of the partnerships being actual true partnerships that you're looking to just, it's not about signage and PA announcements. Well, I mean, it's partially about that and the media assets. That's right. That you're trying to, how does this how do you triangulate basically with the partners, right? That's right. So when we have um, university presidents are becoming, especially and chancellors are becoming very sensitive to pulling new revenue, <clears throat> new revenue levers, um, with the decline in state funding across the country, and uh, very familiar with that in Illinois. <laughs> that's right, as well as California and other states, um, and then they're only able to raise tuition and fees so much. Traditional philanthropy has hit ceilings, and you can't cut your way to excellence. And so um, being able to tap in and fully leverage your procurement spending power on campus, providing select brands that adhere to the mission, values, and purpose of the university, um, access to students for lifetime engagement opportunities um, is really powerful. And... We've got brands that are now saying uh, we want athletics, alumni, uh, student affairs. We want to hire your students. We want workplace internships. We want to we want to place our products on your campus in uh, authentic, meaningful ways. And uh, you know, I, I'm sure Chris, you you may have the same bank that you banked with when you were in at when you uh, signed up at college, right? And so so those lifetime acquisitions um, are really powerful and brands are looking for ways to engage with the university year round. Well, there's a, there is, you know, it's a big part of why I'm drawn into sports, uh, both, you know, it's personally why I'm drawn in, but then professionally is that connection that you can basically sell that, especially at the college level, your, your, your university, your alma mater, there's that extra passion there. And then you've got the combo of live events always work well. And as you said, too, it's a demo that's about to head out into the real world. You've got them, and then you've got well-educated alums who are hopefully right. making money and running companies and want to get back in and support their alma mater. So it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a nice convergence but you did you come from the university side? I see in your your bio information yep. you were at Cal Berkeley, and is that where you, you have you always been on the higher education side? So I've been on um, a little bit uh, a little bit everywhere, and I'll, I'll walk you through uh, my career Perfect. progression. So um, I started off in college athletics at Sacramento State in event management. Um, and I worked there for seven years and progressed my way up to Associate uh, AD of External Affairs from 1996 to 2003. And when I talk 
to people about my Sacramento State experience. That's a one double A university with limited resources. Uh, everyone had to work outside their job description. Um, probably similar to a minor league baseball experience, right? So if you're selling sponsorships, you're also hel- helping with sports information, and you're helping the athletic director get prepped on something, and you're uh, setting up for events. Um, so everyone pitched in, and it was truly a collaborative effort, and I learned a ton. Um, so it was it was a great way to get into the business. Um, from there, I went to UC Berkeley and started uh, as the assistant athletic director uh, for corporate partnerships. And I did that for two years. And then Ben Sutton came in um, with ISP and said, uh, we would like to... to uh, lease your rights, your multimedia rights. And Solly, I'd, I'd like you to come over and be the general manager and continue to grow the business. And I did that for a couple years. And, and Ben Sutton is just, in, I, I know he's well known in the industry, but he truly was a pioneer in multimedia rights with Greg Brown at Learfield, but in Clyde Lear. The, those gentlemen really revolutionized uh, the sponsorship space in college athletics. So I had the privilege of working with Ben and then I, he transitioned me into a role to oversee the West Coast. And um, at the time, it was a Pac-10. Um, and so we had Washington, Washington State. Um, and then the IMG College merger came into play. And I managed our Oregon, Cal, UCLA, Arizona, Arizona State business in the Rose Bowl. And so I did that for uh, almost five years and was on the road quite a bit. Um, but had the opportunity to see how different universities from Washington State to Arizona State um, conducted and ran their business on their respective campuses and and learned a ton. Um, And then Sandy Barber hired me in 2011 to be the deputy director of athletics. And I did that for four years. And during that time, we put the Kabam Naming Rights Partnership together at California Memorial Stadium, um, which was a $18 million uh, partnership for field naming rights, and at the time it was uh, it was one of the top in in the uh, field naming rights for college athletics. Um, and then the chancellor asked me in 2015, you know, to come over and work with him on the university administration side, and and that's when UC Berkeley was going through um, the their well documented budget. Uh, issues right. and running $150 million uh, in the red annually. And he said, hey, we need to pull new revenue levers. And I've got six banks on this campus right now, and they're all being dictated by individual silos. And I'd like you to come on and stand up one banking partnership for the entire university and think of a university of first approach. And can you do that with our apparel partnership and and a few other business categories? And so um, I accepted the role as um uh, Vice President of uh, uh, University Business Partnerships and Services. And so I did that for two and a half years. And then Greg Brown and Andy Rawlings came to me um, last year at this time and sat down and said, hey, look, we are, uh, we are looking to develop and grow our business in different ways. And we've got 
significant brand interest in having deeper relationships on campus. And um, we have universities coming to us asking for solutions beyond athletics. Can you lead this kind of boutique national sales division? I know you know Roy Seinfeld, Chris. Um, So I work uh, for Roy. My division reports into national sales. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I know. Uh, (laughs) It's it's a tireless job. Um, Roy is great, as you well know. God bless Roy. Yes. Uh, And so I've been doing that for the past eight months, and we've been standing up partnerships at North Carolina and Louisville and NC State, and we just stood up a naming rights campus-wide partnership at Colorado State. Uh, So we're having success at select universities. This, This this business proposition is not for every university because it creates you, you really require alignment on the university campus and universities traditionally are very siloed out um so it's a top-down yeah, leadership that's the approach thing is there's not i don't see and maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong correct me if i'm wrong but i don't see a lot of of folks in your role men women both coming that that have straddled or worked on both sides uh, of that type of leadership role on both uh, the the university side as well as within this corporate side, that there's a little bit of almost you know siloing kind of like that's your skill set you're over there this is this guy's he's over here so you can talk the language to both of those folks that's, right. that's got to be very helpful. It- and it's speaking the language is really really important. When I tell people what I do, I, I define myself as a connector, right? Because you're you're you have significant brand interest, and these brands from AT and T to Wells Fargo want to invest deeply in these universities. But if, it doesn't matter the type. of of revenue that could be tied to this or preferred services that university can get, if we can't translate that opportunity for an administration and students and faculty and staff to really understand and appreciate, it's not going to happen. Good point. So the we don't have the, this is a not the usual full-length pod. We've got a lot of stuff going on with the symposium today, so i got to let you get, get going on to sure. the next thing. But with painless networking and the, the mentoring and career growth and trying to figure out your passion, you know, what, what is, you, you get a lot of people coming to you, like we talked about before we turned the mics on, that Learfield and the, the, the merger with IMG College and all that, you, you guys are just, it's, you know, uh, the growth trajectory is great. You're going to be sure. hiring a lot of folks. Well, somebody says, oh, I'm going to go work for this guy. Solly, sounds great. What you must get hit up on that kind of stuff all the time. What do you tell folks? And that could be, you know, advice for somebody finishing school or somebody maybe looking to make kind of a career change like you did, shift, or um, or somebody just trying to figure out what the heck they want to do within the industry already. It could be any of those, all of those. What's a couple of good pieces of advice you give folks right now? So I will always make time for people, and it doesn't matter what stage of their career they're at. If they're interested in sports. Usually, I'll I'll talk to him for at least fifteen minutes and talk. That's and just, great. And, and because people did that for me, and, and I I think everyone in this business needs help, <laughs> and, and you know in it, a good it, way. In a good way, right. and, and, and continuing. Right? right, I have to continue to network. Right. I have to keep myself relevant, and and I have to show my appreciation and invest in relationships around me, mm-hmm. and um, it. It, I think that was something I had to learn painfully early on is, you know, I was a student athlete at University of Oregon and, um, and wrestled for, for the Ducks, 
but I was I was kind of raised to be you know the strength and being self-resilient and and not ask for help and you know just kind of pave your own way Uh and and that's that's the way I was raised by my mother and father and there was a lot of value to it but when you transition you need to ask for help you need to show humility around yourself Mm -hmm. and uh, be comfortable in that and when you do that, you will discover a lot of relationships and a lot of people that want to do that. And I still have to check myself and say, you know what, um, I need to reach out to someone. Uh, you know, um, I think people look at mentorship as someone that's like Moses on the hill, <laughs> that's holding the tablets, right? And they have all the knowledge. You know, uh-huh. I pick pieces and learn from everyone around me, right? right? I learn from my kids. I learned from from students that I teach at UC Berkeley. Mm-hmm. I and so when you accept that um, and you're willing to engage with people, people will help you. That's terrific. I, I well well st- stated. I can't even say well stated. Well stated, but uh, that, that's great advice. I think it's it comes down to there's some there's got to be some self awareness, and that's there right. always has to be self awareness. Like I say the same thing when somebody looks up and says, "Oh, you know, can I can I get some advice from you, Chris?" And I'm like, "Well, I, I don't I don't know everything by any stretch. Having that, you got to know that and always be learning is the other thing I, I tell people because." Because, well, I mean, look at the college space. That's right. This is, it is done, it is sold so differently than just a few years ago even. And somebody like you that's being open-minded about how can we take this and, as I keep saying, triangulate these relationships. That's right. What, what's the way that everybody's going to benefit? Not just you as the university, not just the partner, but the third person is, what about the fan? What about the, the athletes that are going to also benefit from this On on that side of things. So anyway, I got up on my soapbox, but uh, we got to run. Yes. Before we do, what is uh, the best way for people to try to reach out to you and or Learfield with interest? So uh, they can reach out to me. My name is Solly S O L L Y Fulp F is in Frank U L P is in Peter, and my email is s Fulp at Learfield dot com. All right, people, you heard it. He's willing to talk. So. Get, get your act together. Give him, uh, give him a note. Shout him. Uh, give him a shout through email. Is that the right? No, that's the, the, that's the kid, it, that the works. Kids will know what that I'm works. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sally Fulp, uh, EVP at Learfield College Plus. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes today on the Painless Podcast. Thanks, Chris. Okay, back in the studio, as they say. Hope you found that informative and constructive with Sally, a great guy. I'll have all his connection info in the pod description so you can reach out to him, as well as the NUMSA program. You want to check that out. And don't forget to get your tickets now for Painless, our next gathering, Painless Networking, September 5th, the evening at World Bicycle Relief. Painless.network calendar has all the details. And one more thing before I get out of your ears, I haven't done this in a while, but want to remind you, if you happen to enjoy this or any Painless podcast, please subscribe, please rate it. It really helps us grow the audience and get us all more connected with more good people. All righty. Until next time, friends, it's Chris Hartwig saying, stay connected.